This is Don't Panic, episode number 368, recorded August 21st, 2023. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by two guys who are just... They're a great member of this whale pod. It's Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. Good uh-huh. evening, gentlemen. Yo. Nice. I went there. It was a whaley good pun. Oh, 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 <laughs> Dan. Yeah, my man hasn't lost a step. What's going on, guys? What's good? Uh, nothing. We recently returned from the West. The Northwest. Yeah, don't panic summit 2023. <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it was we great. We climbed a mountain, sort of. Yeah, we, we did with the aid of some machinery. Uh, but then we, we climbed the rest of the way on foot. It's true. Uh, up to a point, and then we turned around and came back. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, I got that a, was just I- prudent. I, I got upstaged a little bit because uh, I was talking to a coworker. Oh, how was your trip? And uh, yeah, no, we went to Mount Rainier and we sort of climbed, you know, we climbed it where they let tourists do it. He goes, oh, well, actually, uh, a sales guy on the other side of the business, he just liked the whole mountain here. And he showed me a picture of the guy like on top of Mount Rainier, like uh, on snow, like at the top of it. And I'm like, don't upstage me. You knew I wasn't going <laughs> to climb the whole thing. Can I just have my moment? Dang it. It's not nice at all. That's so, too bad. So- but uh, no, it was a wonderful time. We got to to visit Seattle. It's a wonderful city. We got to see Dan's house, including the room he does the show in. That's right. Uh, that, which is that very, very nice. Room. I was in it. Yep. It exists. Dan grilled jump. for us. That's true. Well, Lena grilled for us, but Dan helped. I did. I did a lot of prep. I spent all my time. I spent all my time in the kitchen. Lena was the one actually out hanging out with you all dispensing life advice apparently uh absolutely coach of the year changes yeah (laughs) yeah she's fantastic and uh yeah we went on a high-speed whale watch adventure saw some whales yep that was pretty cool circle of life stuff and it was and it was now that now that colby that you're back is there anything any any way your life has changed or any any takeaways, any fond memories, any any regrets? What did you guys, I should ask, because I left early. I left on Saturday, or I left on Sunday, I should say. Uh, but Colby actually stayed through to Tuesday. What did you guys do in my absence? Well, we went to the cabin. The uh, cabin on the lake, somewhere in Washington State. Undisclosed uh, location. Yeah. Yeah. It was hot. But thankfully, there was a lake that you could swim in. Uh, Dan gave me a stand-up paddleboarding lesson. Wow. So I feel like I can do that now. I'm a stand-up paddleboarder. I could also sit down on the paddleboard and paddle. Oh, and then maybe. stand back up. Yes, right. Which is That's the hard, hard. part. <laughs> stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. Um, it was awesome. And then we got we got buzzed by some fighter planes while we were stand-up paddleboarding. Wow. It was startling. They just like all. I can send you the video, actually, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> all of a That's sudden, crazy. there was like uh, this thing, like 
I don't know. You know, it looked like a plane. It was up in the sky. I couldn't really see it, but it was just like dropped down into the into like over the lake between the hills. Now, and then Dan, are there a lot? Are there a lot of enemy combatants at your uncle's <laughs> cabin? No, I asked about this. This is the the like a Whidbey Island. Um, it, it was like signal intercept corps or something like that. It it, it wasn't just like uh you know fighter jets it had some sort of technology connection act actually would be island mm. so they basically what you're saying is they were running drills to prepare us for war with canada yeah i'll try to find i'll try to find what it is uh but then my uncle told me another fun fact if you have not even if you've seen the new Top Gun, if you've seen the trailer for the new Top Gun, that was filmed in between those two mountains that we were swimming in the lake in. Wow! With the fight, like the fight, they filmed think, the fighter jets flying were through they, there. Or were they filming the third one while you were there? <laughs> Maybe. No, actually, they're on strike. Colby, you're on mute. I said something funny too. And we'll never know. So sad. Lost forever. Yeah. That was cool. It was a cool lake. The lake was very low. Mm. Well, I don't know. I'd never been there before, but like you could (laughs) see up the side and it was like far. It was like way above your head. Yes. Um, and then we saw a meteor shower that night. The or was that the, 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 I forget what order those things happened in, but it turned out we were there while a meteor shower was happening, which was not planned. That was really cool. Yes. I think the meteor, it was lake, initial lake, meteor shower, uh, stand up paddleboard, fighter jets. That was, that was the order. Of yeah. Operations. Oh, Wow. I'm watching the, the video right now, Dan sent. Uh, I only yeah, caught man. the second fighter jets. Colby claims there was a first one that I that I missed <laughs> by the time I got the phone out. Well, that was like once you when you heard it, that was like the first one had already gone by. Like yeah. I because I, you, you don't hear it right away. Like the thing goes by and then the the whatever the sonic boom uh, arrives. But. Basically, uh, it was an IFO, an identified flying object. (laughs) Exactly. No congressional hearings about those. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, and I I talked to my uncle about... Oh, I talked to my uncle the other day, yesterday, and he was like, what the hell did you guys cook in there? There were so many dishes. Clean, clean dishes. Uh... (laughs) And we couldn't remember why we made so many dishes. We're like, we had burgers and barbecue chicken and Colby made cocktails and Colby made an improvised salad. Uh, they were shocked by the number of dishes that we cleaned. <laughs> and, and you didn't take them down to the, the lake and wash the dishes there? And No, they have, there is running water. Uh, and an updated solar uh, electrical system, which I had not seen firsthand. Um, but we left, yeah, we were left the power on for almost 24 hours. And by the time we left, it was back up to a hundred percent. Uh, so 
during the summer and, and it didn't dip below 84%. I think it saw, uh, I think wow. I saw it on the battery system. So yeah, it's pretty cool. We, we live fully off the grid for 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't have known there was Wi-Fi and everything. <laughs> so, okay. Yes. Well, so you off the grid in quotations. Yeah. But I don't know. I thought it was really cool to be in a house that was powered by the sun and batteries. Um, that reminds me, Colby, uh, we had, we had lots of house discussions while we were here, uh, and since you left, the smoke came. And so we had to close the, the windows and then we had to turn the air conditioning on. And I will say, Colby, the filter in the modern air conditioning system is very, very good because if I step outside, it was extremely, I could smell smoke like someone was having a barbecue right next to me inside. Couldn't smell it at all. If that affects your, I, but I don't know if you were concerned about vents because of like the vents getting dirty and having shit in them, which this does not help with. But in terms of filtering stuff out from the outside, I was shocked that I couldn't smell it at all. Totally. I think, I think the, the ship is sailed on the vents anyways, because okay. duct work like takes up a lot of space. Yes. In your walls. Like you have to account for duct work in the walls or you, it's going to look weird. And like a bunch of our rooms have like beams and like wooden ceilings and like there's going to be no ductwork in those. So. Well, you could go for the like industrial loft look and do those big silver tubes <laughs> across the ceiling. You know, be like, oh, this used to be an old oh, yeah. ironwork factory. <laughs> yeah, it's tempting. <laughs> I think we'll. OK, just wanted to let you know I hadn't tested Thank it you. out. No, it's, but it is a good a, reminder. A good data point. Yeah. For everyone out there, because I forget, change the air filters in your systems. Like it is, it's like batteries in your smoke detectors. Like every six months, especially if you're using it year round. Mine's only heat, so I only use it in the winter. But if you're using it year round, you really should do it twice a year. Yeah, and also clean out the ducts, which is a pain in the ass. But uh, at least, especially for ours, like most of our, some of ours have like the little flaps, and those flaps are pretty big. That you know. Even a mouse could get into those flaps. But a lot of ours are just giant holes basically on the ground with like a, a like a grill. Oh, I don't know what you call it. Grill grills. What do you call the thing that goes on a grill? A grill, a right? Great grill. A great grill a great, great sized thing like holes on top of it. You could stick your most of your hand straight through it. And yeah, a lot of shit gets down there. Uh, well, that was yeah. one thing my realtor told me was... Uh, when you're buying a house, if it has duct work, an easy, if you like, don't find anything wrong with it, but you want to just milk them for some money, duct cleaning is an easy, because it's like five, 600 bucks to have a pro come out and do it. And if that's like the only thing you're asking for, they'll just do it no problem. Yeah. $500. See, that's I, why I don't want to have ducts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's see, that's what I've learned is that's where I hide all my dirt and cat hair is in the vents and then I don't have to see them. Oh, like one of those whole house vacuum systems. Exactly. Exactly. You and then just it blows reverse the heat pump and then it blows it outside. <laughs> just sucks it all. You know, it's like a whole it's, a, it's just a whole house suction. It's great. <laughs> Fortunately, that's how I lost my last cat. Took took it took it shot it right outside. But uh, <laughs> wow. yeah, those giant fans. Yeah. Whole house fans are fun. I don't know if you've ever lived in a place with a whole house fan. Um, are you familiar with a whole house fan? No. No. 
a whole lot. It, it's basically they just put a giant ass fan in here. I'll see if I can find a picture and post it. But uh, it, it's a giant fan in like the ceiling of like an, a hallway or somewhere in your house. And basically you close, you open all the windows in the whole house. You turn on this massive fan and it creates like a reverse suction where it sucks all the cooler in from outside. You use it like at night and it sucks in all the cooler out um, air in and blows the hot air out of your house. Nice. They're, they're not super common anymore, but my childhood house had one growing up um, and you can you can still buy Are these them. in like the attic. Yes, they blow into the attic. OK, I think I have seen that. A thing I learned just today, so we had never turned the air conditioning on until the day after you left, Sean, I think. Oh, wow. Or, a month, yeah, a couple days after you left. And, you know, you turn it on, and I stepped outside, and the heat pump is blowing hot air out, which is what I expect. Um, mm-hmm. But a thing that I didn't fully understand is that at least when it's trying to cool things down, when it reaches a little bit of an equilibrium, it typically doesn't stop. Um, the air is blowing ever so faintly, which is kind of cool. Uh, but then today, I stepped outside once the smoke had somewhat cleared. And I was like, I wonder what the heat pump feels like now that it's not like it's not 95 degrees in the house and trying to get to 78. It's at like 74, but the thing is still running. And it, the fans weren't moving at all. Mm-hmm. And so all it's doing is is circulating the air throughout the house, uh, which I did not. It makes total sense. I did not know that was a possibility. So it's not pulling in any air from the outside. Yeah, you really notice it. Uh, Colby, if you go in the direction of mini splits at some point, uh, you really notice it with a mini split because essentially a much more condensed version of what you have on your house. And you'll note uh, when my mother first got hers, we'd never had a mini split before. And you'll notice like weird times it'll blow air like it's air conditioning, but hot, a little hot air will come out or it kind of you're right. It kind of cycles through. It's it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Nice. And that's part of what makes it so energy efficient is unlike, you know, the air conditioners in your windows, it has a lot. It kind of like the fan Colby, our favorite Vornado fan with the the analog dial. It can go anywhere in between. So it can be like, I'm just going to like blow a little bit of air. Right. I actually think I. I'm sorry, I have my Vornado fan right there for you. Nice. In my junky office. The new newfangled window air conditioners do that, too. Mm-hmm. They have like the inverter thing so they can uh, ramp up and ramp down. It's not just like on or off. Yeah, I, the one I had, it was so it like clicked and then like, and it clicked on oh, yeah. and then it clicked off. But it, it yeah, it was very obvious. The new ones are probably better. We, we um, try to to uh, we've been planning for years Maybe not years, at least one year, because when we moved in here, we realized we had air conditioning. Also, we don't have any windows that both open and can accommodate a window air conditioner unit. Uh, but we have one. So we're like, we need to get rid of it. It's like, let's wait until the first hot week of the year Hell and yeah. then put it on crazy. Nothing. No bites. <sighs> wow. It's wild. Now, did you move with it or did you buy it there? We moved with it. 
Okay, you know, see, that's they, I, I they, wonder they if they don't, what do they charge to move it like five dollars or something if less? And we could, I'm just curious if they even sell any a lot of window units up there. I think like they new do ones. because most houses don't have air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, it's probably like mattresses, I imagine people move with them, but people are crazy. When I moved into my place in Brooklyn, they someone just left their air conditioner there, I just inherited one. And then I left it, I, I paid it forward and left it there in turn. <laughs> Who knows what happened to it? Well, I have a, an exercise bike I've had for three years, used it once. Uh, so it's basically brand new. I'm desperate to get rid of it. And But every year I run to the same thing where it's all about timing, where I remember to get rid of it mm. in like February or March when nobody's buying exercise bike because the weather's getting nice. So this year, like October. No, January. For uh, New Year's. It's too late, though, because people get them as Christmas uh, gifts. I tried uh, that. Uh, I tried that. you got to do it just as winters. It's getting cold. People are getting inside. Um, but pre... And people get them for gifts. So that's what I'm hoping for. Um, if anyone wants an exercise bike, I'll give you a good deal. Because uh, it's brand new. Panic.io slash Sean's bike. It's our auction <laughs> site. Maybe, maybe that's the future of the podcast. Just they're very bespoke. Just it's just us giving selling our <laughs> shit from the basement. Yeah. I mean, listen, Dan, I know you got a yoga room. I think an exercise bike would go great in there. I think uh, <laughs> you have two rooms. I think an exercise bike would go great there. It could fit right there. Yeah, I mean it's compact and cool. What you need, uh, Colby, is the have you seen the wall mounted bike bike um storage mechanisms for apartments? Mm-hmm. Just one of those, and you can just deploy the exercise bike down <laughs> next to your normal bike. Now, I think the technology does exist where it's like, it's like this bracket thing that you mount your actual bike onto, and it just goes under the back wheel. Yeah. You can like pedal on your actual bike, but in your house for exercise, presumably. I don't know why people do that. <laughs> could happen if it was like a combo that and also wall mount for a bike well i gotta imagine if you're the guy who buys like a two thousand dollar bike because you're a lunatic you kind of want to get more use out of it than like you're like in the winter i better be using this two thousand dollar bike um i'll get the i'll get the rig but colby you know a lot of a lot of guys now they've got it at their desk they pedal while they're working Mm, yeah just get rid of your office chair you can take my uh indoor bike and you can bike while you're coding or whatever it is you bike do. desk sure and it could uh, reduce fine. your electricity bill too and you can write the charge right. off as right. a business expense <laughs> i'll even give you a receipt awesome well i think we'll i think to, we've made a deal we'll have to measure it first but <laughs> it, i don't even think it fit in my car never mind getting it to your place i told uh I had a coworker who was thinking about buying it off me and I'm like, you need to rent like a pickup truck or a small U-Haul. Like it's, it's fully assembled. It's not going to fit in your sedan. (laughs) Uh, It could be disassembled probably. No, actually. uh, Cause I thought about that and all the screws are hidden beneath panels that are screwed on with other screws that are then hidden over. It's, it would, it would be very difficult to take apart. Wow. Not not designed to be moved, which is funny because no one ever keeps exercise equipment. So, <laughs> right. You think they'd know better. Is this a uh, the Peloton or is this something else? 
Oh, no. Dan, no, no, no. I, I don't have Peloton money. But it's a recumbent. So it's not Whoa. it's not like a little seat. It's like a chair that kind of sits back. So it's wow. very, very relaxing. I like the sound of that. I've never seen a recumbent exercise bike. Oh, wow. Yeah, it sounds like sounds like it would go good with your Apple Vision Pro. Like, uh, you know, you lean back. And... Yeah, the wonderful vistas. You could be on the bottom of the ocean right, and right. pedaling or in outer space. It's climbing up Mount Rainier. Nice. Someday. I have a shipping department at work. They know how to make a wooden crate. So if you really want it, Dan, you Ooh, just got to pay the shipping. Like in uh, Christmas Story. Is there a Christmas crate? Story? When he gets the, the leg lamp delivered, it comes in the giant oh. wooden crate filled with the, the hay. Yes. I would, I would, I would want it to be filled with hay if, that's, if you're going to do that. Pack it in. Well, I'll call my hay guy and, and he'll take good <laughs> care of us. I promise. <laughs> straw huh. hey anything else going on gentlemen uh, worth chatting about did we decide if we're doing picks or are we not doing picks we can do picks oh I guess uh, do you want... should we should we describe uh, the results of the don't panic summit vis-a-vis this show <laughs> yes yes we had to it was so important we have an in-person meeting yes first could you tell me what exactly vis-a-vis means <laughs> i think it i use it to mean as it relates to in but relation what does it to, actually yeah. mean in and relation to Is with regard to it certainly looks french oh, there you go vis-a-vis latin by way of french where it literally means face-to-face. In English, it was first used to refer to a little horse-drawn carriage in which, in which two people sat opposite each other. From there, it acquired various other meanings, such as dancing partner. Today, it no longer refers to actual physical faces and bodies, but the, its modern meaning comes from the fact that things are face-to-face uh, that can be easily compared or contrasted. So yeah, nice. we're here to tell you that Dope Panic is pivoting to a linguistics podcast where we explore <laughs> the etymology of various words. <laughs> I'm down for it. The first known use of vis-a-vis was 1755. <laughs> and there's this, I, I don't normally go to MiriamWebster.com. Uh, you, by the you're way, more started, an OED kind of guy? Start, started in Springfield, Mass. No, I'm a, listen, I'm a local guy. Um, ah. But they do this thing where they like scrape the web for examples of it being used. And they're just totally out of context. So it's like recent examples on the web. And I quote, but car safety experts recommend postponing the big turnaround until your child is as close to four as possible. When his bones are more formed and his head is more proportionate vis-a-vis the rest of the body, period. End of quote. No clue what that's about. Vis-a-vis the rest of the body. Separate quote. Uh, I think the next one, yeah, the Forbes one. (laughs) That trap was designed to kill everyone vis-a-vis a a horde of zombies. Forbes 2023. I can't even imagine. This is so out of context. (laughs) And it doesn't even let you click to see what the context was. No, they have a very clear description. Any opinions expressed in the examples do not represent those of Mirren Webster or its editors. (laughs) Um, yes, Dan, we, we had our, our vis-a-vis meeting, 
um, in the Pacific Northwest, and we debated what to do about the show. Because let's be honest, guys, we've now done uh, approaching 400 episodes every week talking about the latest in tech news. The problem is tech news has gotten to be a boring bummer. Um, Companies don't release things like they used to. Uh, there's no more fun, wacky innovation for no reason. And when there is news, it's usually like, oh, Facebook caused a genocide this week. Or, you know, Elon Musk sent a toddler to the center of the earth. Like, it's just not not fun things worth talking about. So in our discussions, we decided to pivot the core of the show a little bit to bring in more topics that we find interesting and wanting to talk about, just like we did with Home Improvement there for a little while talking about HVAC. Um, Oh, I love that idea. So what we're going to do is we've decided each week we're going to take turns bringing a discussion topic to the show. And it can be just about anything. It can be a news story. It can be uh, a brainstorming idea session. It could be watching a movie or reading a book. It could be uh, about opinions. It could be literally anything. And each of us take turns um, bringing creative ideas to the show, guys. Did I explain that properly? I think so. And I volunteered to go first. I had an actual different idea. I I will let you in on my process here. My original idea was I was going to go and do the Dear Abby advice column. Mm -hmm. I was going to look for technology related Dear Abby questions and see what our answers to them would be. However, I was shocked to learn there's no searchable database of Dear Abby questions. The other thing I learned is that more recent Dear Abby questions are all massive bummers. Because I thought (laughs) they used to be like, when I have guests over, should I make them take off their shoes? Like, you know, kind of generic advice. But now it's like, uh, my husband was sentenced to prison for 21 years for rape. And now he's met another woman in jail he wants to marry. What should I do? Like, I'm not joking. Like, that was one. Like, they're all crazy now. Um, so that idea didn't pan out. Is it more or less of a bummer than tech news? Um, actually, honestly, I should have given you that question and had you guys come up with an answer for it. So, um, cause it's become a little Maury, uh, a little bit, a little bit daytime talk show. Gotcha. So I decided to pivot because while we were together in Seattle, one topic of conversation came up was pets. Now, um, I am a pet owner. My cat, Charles, arguably our most uh, consistent guest on the show. Fair I to mean, say. most prolific for sure. I think we've we've never had a guest on more than once except no. for Charles. Mo- most appearances on the program. Yeah. And uh, and that's fantastic. But we talked about you two guys potentially getting a pet. You're currently not pet owners thinking about it on the fence a little bit, maybe considering it. And I thought if the don't panic guys are going to be pet owners there's pet technology out there that's really on the cutting edge pet tech and there was in tech specifically and there was one particular item that inspired me to do this topic so sorry you guys i'm going to share the screen and we're going to talk through some of the latest in pet technology are you ready yes and then i have a request about pet technology okay let me throw my screen up if you're watching the video version uh you will oh and real quick it is the Whidbey Island uh, Electronic Attack Squadron. Oh my, electric attack? What? It- I don't know what that means. 
but actually each squadron has a Wikipedia link, so maybe this will tell me more. Oh my god. I don't know, but it started during Vietnam. Electronic attack. What is electronic about it? I don't know. Well, while you're looking that up, Dan, one other thing I'll let you guys know is almost all of the products we're going to talk about tonight are on Kickstarter or Indiegogo, because that's where the (laughs) real insane technology is. Um, and I actually got this particular one from one of my favorite podcasts, your Kickstarter sucks, which I do recommend guys. This is dogs play the interactive TV with unlimited pet media, um, with dog flicks, entertainment, two way video calls, uh, reviewed by paw parents. I'm going to play the video here. So you get an idea of what we're, uh, and you should be able to hear it. Dang it. Let me refresh here. Humans and dogs share a bond like no other. While they play a big part in our lives, sadly, time passes a lot quicker for them. One year for our dogs is seven years for us, and vacating the house for 10 hours can feel like three days. In order to make that time as entertaining as possible, let us introduce the TV made for pets, Dogs Play. (laughs) Dogs see things a little differently to humans. They're unable to distinguish details in moving objects, see the colors red or green, or identify things from a great distance. Our exclusive dog filter technology corrects low resolution images and stabilizes frame rates, optimizing the viewing experience for your dog. Do you see the difference? Just like night and day, for them, it makes all the difference in the world. Dogflix is the exclusive cinematic platform from Dogs Play that provides a new paradigm of play. Pick what they watch from a variety of genres, relax and chill, adventures, eating shows, and cartoons. But it doesn't, doesn't stop, stop there. <laughs> the Dogs Play app allows you to check in on them anytime, anywhere. Ensure their safety and happiness. Put on their favorite shows and communicate directly via a two-way video call. Right, I'll stop it there. Uh, guys, it's Dogs Play. $15,000 <laughs> raised of the $5,000 goal. Wow. Now, uh, here's the question. <laughs> My first question, is it is it dogs space play or like dogs play like a display or like dogs play like what they're gonna do when they're addicted (laughs) that's a thing too well considering it's it's dog flick dog music dog photo dog splay makes sense yeah what's interesting dog flicks and netflix so I, I think they talk about it here. I'm going to scroll down because it's the exclusive content provider. Um, oh, they have sample content. So there's a video of uh, puppies swimming happily that you can watch. Mm-hmm. Is this your pet? There's small like fish in the fish tank. Oh, that'd be better for cat, cat tube. And Dan, would you be happy to know that Dogflix is a subscription service to which you can pay 9 to $10 a month uh, with unlimited access to new releases um, of videos for your dogs. But my question is, 
can you also use this to watch Netflix? Is that why they include Netflix on the, the banner image? Like it uh, doubles as a human TV as well? YouTube as well. Well, but it does have the special dog filter on it because the oh. dog sees in different colors, uh, different frame rates. Uh, and so they claim their exclusive technology. When a dog looks at your TV, it just sees a blurry mess. But when it looks at dog splay, um, it'll see uh, a perfect image set uh, designed for your right. dog. All right. Okay. Now, do you think that's true or is that totally? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it is known that dogs are certain kinds of, um, here, they have a side-by-side comparison. I mean, it is known that dogs are colorblind. I don't mm. know about the the frame rate thing. Are you saying that a dog would be a better, like, competitive video game player than a human because they see at higher frame rates? If they had thumbs, Dan, I think they would just destroy you, unfortunately. <laughs> you just need one of those adaptive <laughs> controllers. It looks like a, uh, a DJ turntable. I think we know what Dan's going to be training his future dog. <laughs> <laughs> you just see him with the dog splay with a GameCube controller. Come on! <laughs> um, yeah, what do, you, what do you guys think? Would you get dog splay for your pooches? No. Where would I, I put it? I think so. On the floor, so your dog can see it. Floor. <laughs> hey, you put it at dog level. And it even has uh, extender legs if you have a tall dog, I believe. <laughs> uh, which they talk, oh yeah, by body height. And so the legs adjust. Nice. Wow. Tall dog. Wow. Now, you know, here's the next question. Is... How are they going to make money on this? They can't just make money selling you one dog's play. Where's the ad play? You know, are they going to be selling? Are they going to be displaying human ads or dog ads? Does dog mode turn off when the ads play? Hmm. That's it. Well, dogs don't have money, so (laughs) that's true. But neither do children. But I would also say I think they could use the dog's viewing habits to target ads to the owners. Like your dog loves watching this video of a dog eating bacon bits. Um, and so you should buy bacon bits. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would they should sell mm-hmm. the targeted ad data. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. See, we should have thought of this. And before we get too far into all these Kickstarters, isn't it ridiculous how little money these Kickstarters ask for? Like, I don't think you couldn't build one of these from scratch for five thousand dollars. You know, well, like between the custom case and everything else, like five thousand dollars. It's ridiculous. Well, what I've learned is that this comes out of Seoul, South Korea. A lot of these projects um as i've learned they already exist and the kickstarter is they're basically just selling it they've already made it they're so cheap to make yeah they're so cheap to make in china or a lot of it's like people just go on like you can go on alibaba or whatever wish.com and it's already there and they just buy it and make it a kickstarter Mm -hmm. um i mean i don't to be honest i don't know what's super crazy custom about this it's kind of a tv on a stand with some software on it but um, by the way, I didn't. Do you guys would you like to know how much a dog splay will set you back? Yeah. Yes. Uh, of course, you will need the nine to ten dollar a month uh, dog flick subscription on top of it. But the upfront cost for the hardware, if you're an early bird backer, is a cool four hundred and ninety nine dollars. <sighs> wow. Whew. It must be flying off the shelves. <laughs> well, listen, they 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 tripled their goal. And they still have 22 days to go. It's an active project. So um, you guys can still pick one up. Dogs play. 
Dogs play. How do we rate dogs play? Is it man's best friend or dog's <laughs> worst enemy? I I don't know. I I feel like I need to see a dog in. Most of the dogs I know couldn't care less about the TV, but maybe it's because they weren't. Uh, you know, the TV doesn't have this proprietary dog's play technology <laughs> that uh, corrects corrects the picture for their their vision. See, this is how I think you scoop them, is you make a $20 dongle that plugs into your TV and just makes all your TV content dog-friendly. Hmm. Would that be like a doggle? Boom! Someone called Kickstarter. <laughs> this guy's got it. He's got it. All right. That's dog splay. Um, let's move on to the next one here. Um, these are in no particular order. This next one is on Indiegogo. Uh, let me share my screen. Now, how do you guys feel you are emotionally with pets? Do you connect to pets' emotions? I'd like to think so. But well, this would know, certainly my, help. My only uh, experience is with cats, and I, I can't be sure. Well, this is Inupathy, the world's first dog's mental visualizer. Let's uh, play this video. Inupathy has two meanings. Insight and empathy. By visualizing your dog's emotions, Inupathy gives dog parents insight about how their dog is reacting to the world. Inupathy has a special sensor that can sense heartbeat over thick fur. The algorithm analyzes heart rate and heart rate variation and estimates the dog's emotional state. This allows owners to understand their dog better and have a stronger bond with them. A little excited? Red light. <laughs> Relaxed? Blue light. Concentrating? White light. Happy? Rainbow light. And I know you're wondering, Rainbow does it have an app? Smartphone. <laughs> Accumulating heart rate data, which helps owners keep their dog's condition in check. All right, I'll stop it there. Uh, it's basically, and this is this is an old campaign. This failed. It raised twelve thousand dollars of its thirty thousand dollar goal. Although Indiegogo allows flexible goals, which means unlike Kickstarter, if you don't make the goal, you still get to keep the money, which is very nice. Um, <laughs> wow! But basically, uh, it is a backpack sort of um, uh, uh, harness your dog wears with a light on the back that changes colors based on your dog's uh, mental state. I don't know. What do you guys think of uh, Inupathy? My favorite part of the video is when it said exited on the uh, <laughs> on the video instead of excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. These videos are n very not well made. I mean, do you think you do you think you'd have trouble figuring out your pet's mental or emotional state? Yeah, I mean, need an app for that. I never found dogs to be. Super complicated. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think, know. Is this... <laughs> Go ahead. Having only read about owning a dog, the hard part seems to not be, you know, your dog's reaction to things, but not realizing when you're like not realizing that you're modeling behavior and the dog is actually watching you. That would now that would be a cool app. Like it's like ding, like your dog's watching you. Like you think you're being <laughs> slick by you know, hiding the food over here, but the, this is an observed behavior or something like that. I don't know. But 
Yeah, it looks a little, it looks, it'd be, you know, you have to take dogs for walks at night. That's another thing I was thinking about. Typically, unless you live in Alaska or something, and even then, the rest of the year, you'd take your dog for a walk at night most of the year. Uh, Wouldn't this be so bright? Now, heart rate in an app, that I can get behind. I think that's cool. I could do without the lights, though. Mm -hmm. I love a graph. Dad on your dog. Yeah. No GPS. Let's call it data dog. Oh, that's what, you gotta you gotta make the one app that APIs in all the data from all your stupid dog shit. Um, this is a, a a programmer joke, Sean, because there's a company called Datadog that does this for like servers and stuff. Well, it's perfect. You guys are on the right path. Uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a silly one. Obviously, doesn't exist, so uh, you can't buy it. But in your pathy. Uh, I want to pivot over to this next one. Maybe my favorite. I don't know. Dog display was great, but I like this one a lot. Uh, guys, when you have a, a, a pet, you have to keep them clean. Especially if they have a lot of hair, right? You have to bathe them. But what's sure. the hardest part about bathing a dog? I don't know. Getting them dry. Mm. Or so Indiegogo would have you think with this project. Guys, I'd like to introduce you to the Pet Kit Air Salon Max. Let's take a look. I'm Lucas. In my home, everything from the sofa to the smallest decoration. Even the fragrance of flowers needs my approval to be here. Everything has to be perfect. Lucas. Shower time. Have a bath? No. Now, if I stopped it there, what would you think the solution is to this problem? How do you dry off a cat? Carefully. Uh well, I guess not a hair dryer. I was when 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 we got into this, I was I was imagining some sort of large hair dryer apparatus i was gonna say like a jetson's full shower drying full you know replaces your entire shower with a all-in-one system dan you're much closer what if i told no you they invented huh? a cat of this a smart <laughs> dryer the design is very tasteful hmm this screen is so elegant. Open it, let me see. It's so spacious and open. These undulating vents are beautiful. <laughs> the light is so soothing. Undulating. Mm. The wind is like poetry. It covers the whole body, even and soft. Can we turn up the breeze? It would be lovely to have some fun. Uh, guys, the wind is like poetry. Uh, the, the Pet Kid Air Salon Max, it is a toaster oven for your cat uh, or, or your dog. You put them in this box that blows a bunch of hot air on them. Now, as a cat owner, I can assure you my cat wouldn't be caught within a thousand miles of this thing. 
Uh, and I was very impressed by their uh, promise that it would work. Cats hate going into a small enclosed space. Yes. In my experience. Yes. Add heat and wind and motor sounds. <laughs> Perfect. Now, it also says it's enough to dry two pets at once, which is even more important. I'll be honest. (laughs) I would be surprised if it could even keep two cats inside of it at once, just physically. (laughs) They wouldn't just break out. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Look, they have the pictures. Now, I'm ashamed to see that this company or group of people's based in seattle but i also couldn't help but notice that they have two products now sean do you know what the second one is i i don't but now i'm dying to know i i was on their website it looks like they actually make a couple of products uh they have a, a smart feeder um they have a um a uh a what i don't know what this is a puramax multi oh it's an automated litter box um so they do. So they do have a bunch of pet technology. They're not. They're not a. Fly, I'll give them that. They're not a fly-by-night company. Um, you know, they they definitely exist. But uh, wow, yeah. Whoa, what was that? Just puff of whatever. Um, <laughs> I have. I don't even know what they're trying to. It's not a locking box with a heater. It is a private salon space. I guess they're showing the air circulation. I see. Extra exhaust vents. They also have, they're very clear about the eight precise safety protection components so you don't fry your pet. Um, yeah. They're very upfront with that. Now, did this project get funded? Colby, you're going to be very impressed to hear they raised a whopping $141,000 across 445 backers. Wow. Um, and in uh, I like to go to the, the comments because it's a bunch of people saying uh, I didn't get it and you stole my money. But uh, this is from t- many, many. This is from half a, you know six months ago. So it looks like they shipped t- some to some people. This thing will run you six hundred dollars US. Nice. So well, I mean, if you get this and the dog's play. You can put the dog spray right in front of you. Oh my god, cat blower! And <laughs> where's the collab? They need the collab, right? If you've ever owned a cat, I can't imagine <laughs> ever thinking that this would work. Listen, I own a dog that would fit in this thing, and I'm telling you, the dog wouldn't handle <laughs> it well. I, I don't. I, it just how they got these cats. These must be professional actor cats, because I think real cats are not. Now some. Uh, to segue real quick into the question I have about pet technology, uh, you may have seen them while you're here. There's lots of posters up on telephone poles for missing cats, yeah, uh, and not so much missing dogs. Sometimes missing birds. Uh, has some? Is there? What is the technology that one uses to not lose your pet? It seems like it should exist, but it does. Yeah. It also seems like nobody has it. I will say, so I did I did look for the stupidest things I could find, but I also found a lot of not stupid pet technology. And the GPS-enabled collar is bigger and more affordable than it's ever been. There's a million of them um, that use either a combination of Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, GPS, whatever. Um, 
there are plenty of them out there. I don't just I don't know if people are just aren't aware or, you know, the thing about a collar is it can always fall off. You want to have the chip as well, obviously. Um, and with the up to date information of where you actually live. I know that's a big problem is people get the chips and they don't update their contact information when they move or whatever. But no, there's a there's a ton of GPS collars out there. There is a wire cutter article on it, so I will read it. Yeah, I mean, hell, you could throw an air tag on there. You know, there there are. The reason I ask is because I do remember reading an article about that, and that does not work because it just doesn't pets move very quickly, and so it doesn't update uh, fast enough. Was what I had read. Uh, yeah, I think one of the other major issues too is it's indoor pets getting out. And in the house, they don't wear collars, especially ones without GPS on it. You know, if my cat got my cat doesn't wear a collar because he never goes outside. But if he escaped, you know, I think I think that's really your tough part. Sure. The escape. Okay, that was the pet kit air salon. I think we have time for one more stupid pet gadget. Um, And I'll let you guys pick just a. based on the name. Okay. We have yeah. Moxie, the first smartphone for dogs. We have Talio, smart health monitor for cats. Or Pet Paint, colored hairspray for your dog. <laughs> God. <laughs> Tough choice. I'm, mo- I'm, a- I'm like actually most interested in Talio, but I'm morbidly most interested in Pet Paint. <laughs> We, we can find time for both. Actually, Pet Paint was on Shark Tank um, many years ago, um, and they are still in business. Pet Paint, colored hairspray for your dog. Uh, let's see. They have some pictures here. <laughs> that is a nice website. Look at that. Oh, yeah. It's rough. But it's exactly that. It is colored hairspray, so you can paint your dog. They have here a, one that's a football jersey on the dog. They got a camo dog, and you can get Pet Paint's. Um, it's veterinarian tested and approved safe on pets. You can get them in all sorts of colors. Um, and in addition, uh, they offer, and they have it with glitter as well. And then they have easy to use stencils. So maybe for 4th of July, uh, you want to fire fireworks painted on your dog or an American flag, the Liberty bell. And then they have kits. So I think what they, they're kind of intending is for you to start a business. Um, where you buy the sprays and then people would pay you, I guess, to paint their dog. Sure. You know, here's the love kit. And so in this one for $29.95, you get one can of pink, one can of purple, one can of blue, a professional heart stencil, um, and a stencil shield. Check, check that out. Would you guys spray paint your dog? I've never owned a dog, but like, you know, I have a hard enough time drawing something that looks nice on a piece of paper. I can't imagine doing this on a moving target. Oh my God. The lion dog. Yeah. Some of these are really like hardcore. It's pretty intense. Got the little butt mustache. (laughs) I mean, I got to be honest. We've looked at a lot of stupid stuff this evening. I don't think this is that stupid. Now, what makes it different from spray paint? Uh, it's whatever the material is. I, they say on here, it's just it's it's washable. It's water based. Um, got it. Somewhere in here, it's got to say what's actually in it. 
and why it's not going to poison my dog. Uh, Maybe details. Eh, no, it just says no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's hair dye, essentially spray on hair dye. It's the same stuff you'd put in your own hair. You certainly wouldn't put, I guess, the, paint in yeah. your hair. Hmm. Ooh, what, are, what are doggy dazzle diamonds? I'm very excited to find out. Um, they're little oh. diamonds. You can stick it. Let's see if they have any pictures. If Boy. I click on it, what it looks like. No, no, of course. <laughs> Swarovski not diamonds are the best way to be dazzle your dog. Every, you know, Absolutely. Every, that's what everybody's Non-toxic saying. glue is not included. <laughs> so you have to, you know, one thing is painting. Can you imagine gluing these on your dog? And then, oh, <laughs> they have hair extensions for your dog. This is for terrible. What the hell is that? Is it a torture mechanism there? This is great. I get the spray, but this is they're really pushing their their luck here. Uh, here's some Christmas kits you can get. You make a candy cane dog. Um, I think it's fun. I think it. Listen, I'm going to say I think it's fun. And, you know, if your dog is cool with it, paint him up. Take him around the town. I don't know. I'm I'm pro pet paint. Sean Jennings said it was okay. You heard it here first. Yep. I listen. I wholeheartedly endorse this product. Uh, a product so good, the sharks on Shark Tank refused to invest in it. <laughs> Shut it down. But I bet you, you know, like a face painter would for kids. I bet you could make decent money doing this at public events for dogs. Like as a small business. That's not crazy. Maybe at like fairs and stuff. Yeah. You go to fairs. Like they do face painting at the fair. You can or if I were like a, a, a groomer painting is like an add on. Like groomer. I'll trim your dog, but I'll also paint him up. Sure. Just like when you go to the hair salon, you get you could get your hair colored or whatever. There you go. Guys, you're yeah. not seeing the money. It's not about the dogs. It's about the, the money. Wow. Um. Anyway, petpaint.com. You can check that out. Uh, very quickly, uh, what's the uh, clock here? Oh, we're not too bad. I'll show you the, uh, the Talio since you asked Dan, Dan, if you ever, uh, again, one thing about animals is they go to the bathroom a lot. That's true. And I know you love analytics, Dan, would you like some pet waste analytics? Yes. Well, that's, uh, where Talio comes in, uh, more for cats with litter boxes, not necessarily a dog product. This is from Kickstarter, a uh, hundred over a hundred thousand dollars raised back in 2018 on the Talio. Um, But basically it is a platform on which you put the cat's litter box and it weighs it every time they get in and out um, based on how much your cat weighs, how much the waste less le- left over weighs and how often they come in and out of it. Uh, and it all syncs up to uh, an app, which may tell you your box needs cleaning. Your cat may need medical attention. Um, yeah, it was a successful Kickstarter, except then they went out of business and all the comments are like, oh, you shut down the servers and now my Talio doesn't work anymore. The servers, but it existed for a little while, $129, um, at its base level. That's too bad. Now, what could you, what is this except a smart scale? It's a smart scale. Oh, okay. With an app. That's why I sort of saved it towards the end. Not the most impressive, but um, it was invented by a doctor. So, you know, it's got to be good. Like Dr. Oz. Yeah, exactly. The Dr. Oz of 
cat waste. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm a tech guy and I'm a cat owner, and even I would not go this far. A little too much for me. So, anyhow, guys, I hope you learned a lot. I did. I hope you learned what not to do. There was uh, there was one I there was one I was trying to find and I couldn't locate it, but I've seen it before, and it is um, litter for dogs. But it's not cat. It's a special litter with these huge pellets. And the funny thing about it is it's not like the worst idea, but the video they took, (laughs) the inventors took a child's plastic swimming pool, filled it with the pellets, and then had the video of their Great Dane using this. So in the middle of their living room, they had a child's play pool and they just showed this video of this dog just doing its business very vividly in a child's (laughs) swimming pool in their living room. And they're like, guys. This is the future. I was like, oh, my God, it was so funny. I wish I had found it. Um, now, I, I again, I've never owned a dog. I assume there is a reason why you have to take your dog out for a walk to use the bathroom. But I don't actually know what that reason is. You don't have there are dogs that are indoor trained. You don't have to. My mother's dog is indoor and outdoor trained. And so in the winter, he doesn't like to go out. So he'll, he'll do his business inside in his little area. Interesting. I mean, I see the pros and cons of, of both approaches. Uh, int- OK. There you have it. Our first uh, don't panic topic du jour um, topic of the week. Amazing. Different, different side of life. Uh, check these out. Now, you guys said you had picks. Uh, would you like to talk about them? I mean, I can say that it'll be the same pick next. It'll be the same pick for the next three months, probably. So I just I decided my pick is instead of being a pick is going to be one of my one of our topic du jours. Well, on that note, that's perfect. Which of you guys is going to volunteer to go next week? I can go next week. All right. Sold. Dan is officially on the clock. Should I preview it? It's what I put in chat. It's the, it's the only idea I, think, I, I, I think this is actually a really fun idea. I'm going to have to do some research, but I yeah. think um, we'll, so we'll have a little debate. The, uh, the topic is of the... Of the full years that Dope Panic covered technology, 2013 to 2022, which year was the best year for technology? We'll do debate format. I'm, I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. <laughs> we're we're going to do a 16-team bracket. Uh, <laughs> and put, them, put the years head-to-head. See who wins. That's not a terrible uh, idea. That'll at least give us something to go off of. It's... It's not. It's not. But I will tell you, as someone who's done many bracket podcast brackets, the problem is by the time you get to the end, you've already covered like 2019. You have the Italian wedding suit problem. Yeah, they've never worked out ever. So (laughs) maybe we'll break the streak. Who knows? Uh, But that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, So people should definitely check that out next week. Before I get to our plugs, I do want to quickly plug over and up for debate. Uh, We're doing our Cherry Coke Summer, the films of Harrison Ford. Um, a new episode coming out this. Yeah, yeah, Dan's like trying to figure out in his head why it's called that. Yes. Did I miss something? 
You missed the American Graffiti episode, Dan, where we talked about, have you ever seen the film American Graffiti? No, but I know that George Lucas directed it. He did. He did direct it. Uh, Harrison Ford had a very minor part in it, which is why I don't know why we watched it. But uh, it's a great movie. (laughs) But one of the things we talked about, uh, it's got an interesting history, but the studio hated the name American Graffiti. So they pitched a list of 100 alternate name titles to George Lucas who thought they were all terrible. And there were a lot of very weird ones on there. But one of them was Cherry Coke Summer, which has nothing to do with the movie uh, and would have made no sense. And Matt thought it was funny. So now it's Wait, did someone from the future travel back with a chat GPT and just ask it to generate a bunch of movie titles? They were, there were some weird, go, I recommend people listen to the episode. It, there were some real wackadoos. Studio executive, well, what was it? There's the famous, uh, another, um, tangentially related to George Lucas, but back to the future, the studio hated the name back to the future. They want to call it earth men from Mars or something like that. It was like the worst title. And this is a, this is a hundred percent true story. So, um, they, uh, Zemeckis, Robert Zemeckis, who directed the film, he actually wrote a letter back to the, they sent a memo with that new name and he sent a letter back. Ha ha. Really funny jokes, guys. We loved it. And they never, the studio never brought it up again. (laughs) Because uh, they were too embarrassed. So that's a true story. Um, Back to the Future is such an amazing, like American Graffiti. I understand it's kind of a nothing soup, but Back to the Future. <sighs> yeah, yeah, they really hated it. But that's why studio exists are morons, and everyone's on strike. Um, this week we're publishing our Blade Runner episode, um, which wow. is very exciting. Uh, spoiler alert: I thought it was weird. Uh, so you're gonna want to check out that episode. Uh, because that was definitely an interesting movie. And then after that, we're going to be doing Patriot Games. So more Harrison Ford to come over at UpForDebate.tv. This show is Don'tPanic.io. That's our great website. Go there. Audio and video of the episodes will be there for you. You can subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Look for that big red button uh, for the audio, but also the video on YouTube. You're going to see the footage of all the Kickstarters and Indiegogos we looked at this evening. Of course, you can get in contact with us at Show at gmail.com or tweet at us at Show on X. Um, But that's going to do it for us here. So, on behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. We appreciate you being here as always. We'll see you next time for another great episode of Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production. Executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.